every Green Diva needs a sidekick. At the Green Divas radio show, they're called Green Dudes. Time now for a deeper shade of green from a guy's perspective. Aww. I heavy sigh. We're going to talk to Scott Layback, who is the permaculture manager at uh, Kalani. Uh, I can't even read my handwriting, which is where Lynn and I had gone, uh, I think, in September. And I'm just sitting here in this freezing, snowy, you know, ice pack here thinking, oh, it was so nice there. Hi, Scott. Hey there. How are you doing, Meg? Um, and so you guys have some cool special program coming up. A project involving food, which, you know, we all love. Absolutely. Um, we are calling this our 2 for 200 by 2020 program. Okay. And we are attempting to create two years of sustainability on our our campus here at Kalani for 200 people by the year 2020. It's a very bold goal. Um, and um, Realistically, we're looking at it more as a driver for ourselves to get moving in that direction, right? Um, and putting out something really big to move us, uh, you know, as close as possible to that goal. So, describe what this really means. Um, the the two for two hundred by twenty twenty. It's it's a broad goal. So um, again, it's it may not be attainable because we're looking at energy. Yeah. Um, and we're also looking at food needs. And when you look at sustainability, there's a lot of other needs that we may not be able to necessarily provide within five years when it, you look at housing or clothing or these things. So okay. my department is mostly focused on food because there's an exceptional array of crops that grow in the tropics, especially. Yeah. And um, we absolutely have the ability in this environment, for sure, in a small space to feed a very large amount of people in a very low-impact sort of way. Well, yeah, and especially if you're primarily vegan or vegetarian and there isn't a lot of meat involved, right? Absolutely. You know, the meat production is a, is a whole other uh, sort of uh, box that we don't necessarily want to get into in the, in the short <laughs> term because there's, uh, there's a lot of legalities around meat production and what you can yeah. actually serve in a commercial kitchen and things like that. So you're overall so the you're whole... looking at a vegetarian diet, right. um, it's way easier to do something like that. And and so the whole project is all about being self-sustaining. In, in other words, like you know, you're creating your own energy, um, creating as much of these other aspects of, of of life that that you can, right? Absolutely. Um, it's about sovereignty. It's about food security. It's yeah. about um, personal responsibility and a connection to those things that uh, enable you to have a life of abundance on this planet. And um, it's it's about also reprioritizing what we're going after. You know, yeah. uh, instead of necessarily going after um, constructing big, amazing buildings, we feel here that our happiness and our health is based on the food and the human relations that we have. Right, right. You don't need a big fancy car and a big, you know, house or whatever. It's more about the community. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that having been there, that there is the, a sense of and and. And I do personally long for that type of lifestyle where uh, we are living in, in, in harmony with whatever our environment is. Here in New Jersey, it's a little bit tougher to imagine. Um, so, yeah, that, that it's a lofty and wonderful goal. I like it. So, ex- Absolutely. So for 200 people, so basically you want to be able to sustain and support a community of 200 people by 2020. 
Yeah, absolutely. And what we're looking at is our staff that lives on site and the guests that are coming through, so we can provide for all those groups of people uh, in a fashion that is as sustainable as possible and as a model for the rest of the world as to um, how do we move in this direction. Right. And now, now how many staff live there most of the time? Currently, we have about 147 um, resident staffers. Wow. So at any given time, you have 50 or so guests? Uh, Between 50 and 100 guests. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I I, I have to be a guest again. (laughs) It's a beautiful experience. It really is. Now, I just have to ask, because you're near Pahoa and uh, the the lava. I know that last time I talked to anybody down there, it was not heading anywhere near Kalani. Is that still correct? Oh, that's absolutely correct. Um, it's just stalled out next to the highway, and it is uh, yet again another unpredictable force of nature that, although it's close, it could just, just skim right by us or by the town of Pahoa, which is about 10 miles away. Yeah. And, um, Huh. At this rate, you know, it looks like it may not cut off the other access routes for years and years. It's not. It threatened the highway about a, a month ago um, yeah. for the second time, and then it stopped. And now it's working its way down from up the hill again. And so, as with any uh, anything in nature, you know, it's very difficult to predict what that uh, yeah that force is going to do. Pele's got a mind of her own, man. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's a it's a beautiful lesson in. Um, in impermanence and perseverance yeah. and in change. Adapting, ebb and sure. flow, yeah. life and death. Well, I, I so admire the work you're doing there, and I don't know if we met when I was there, but hopefully we'll meet at some point. And in the meantime, I really welcome you. I Hopefully we'll get to talk again, and you can update us on how things are going and some of the new things that are happening. Absolutely. I'd love to have a chance to do that. Thanks so much, Scott. Thank you, Meg. Aloha. Aloha. Want more information on this Green Dude segment and other ideas for low-stress green living? Go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com.